0: <laughs> but I decided to wear these things tonight. I can burn some anthills with these though. Don't don't all right Don't don't mess with me. Y'all know some ants that need some burning uh, Call you boy uh, I want to talk tonight. We haven't sang that song oceans. We haven't we haven't Done that song in a long time. It's been, it may be a year since we've we've done that song. But uh, the theme of that song, uh, walking out on these waves, uh, that our life is sometimes is an ocean. And have you ever? Uh, I'm sure probably most of us have been to the beach. I don't know if any of us, probably a few of us have been to the ocean. Uh, but when we go to the Gulf of the uh, the Gulf of Mexico, it's not the real real ocean. It's still salt water. It's still deep. But you look out at that water and you think, man, that goes on forever. And there are depths. There are things under that water. And I remember I was going to be brave. Uh, we went one year. We took the, the students. We went down to Florida. Uh, we went to Pensacola Beach. And, and I decided I was going to be really brave because I wanted to be tough and show out for the kids. I want them to think, man, my youth pastor is tough. And so I put on my goggles and they were a little small, so they were like sucking up to my head. But I'm still, I, I still felt like I looked cool. And so I went out, and I, and I dove down in this water. And like I walked out till I couldn't walk anymore, and I dove down, and I looked out into the water, and I couldn't see anything. And I got up, and I went back really fast because that was scary, not being able to see anything out there just dark. And I'm thinking, that's where them sharks live. Okay? They live out there, and I know it. And so I headed back to safety, and um, I didn't tell the kids that because I I still want them to think I was super tough and and fearless. But it was freaky, man, looking out there and not seeing anything. But knowing that there were things out there is sometimes in our lives, church, we get in those kind of moments where we can't see the bottom. You cannot see the bottom, and it is freaky. It will mess you up. And you can tread water for a certain amount of time, but eventually you get tired. And and let let me just tell you something before I I jump fully into the message. um, I am tired of seeing people that are tired. Let me say that again. I'm tired of seeing people that are so tired in their life. They're so tired treading water in the chaos that they give up. I'm sick of it. And this year has been the year of giving up. 2020 has been a year where people, and, and you could see this, man, go anywhere. Go literally anywhere. And customer service is poopy. And they, they get to treat you like gum on a shoe because they have an excuse. Well, you know, you may have COVID, so I'm going to treat you like garbage. Okay. You know, and I I went to Dixie Mart this morning and I was going to grab a Coke on the way to church this morning. Uh, and, and the girl, she was going to give me a bag. And so she, she she gets under this plexiglass thing and she pushes all this stuff and I reached over and she went she jumped back and I was like are you scared I'm scared if you're scared what are we scared of man she jumped back and I was like is it a demon and uh, you know it's an excuse and and this year man if you watch the news please don't watch the news. I have said it so many times from this pulpit, and I will say it again. Please don't watch the news. I would rather y'all watch them horrible Hallmark movies. Y'all know how I feel about them Hallmark movies. I would rather you, because at least at the end they get together. Okay? They, never mind. We ain't going to go off in that. Man, it's all doom and gloom and doom and gloom. Sometimes you you change a channel, you go from doom and gloom on Fox, you go down to CNN, guess what? It's gloom and doom over there. Come on. And I'm sick of it, man. Do you know that the suicide rates all over the world have skyrocketed this year? Did you know that? Do you know that there are people, come on, let me tell you something that's horrible, hurts my heart. Do you know there are people in, in, in nursing homes that have just absolutely given up and I believe I'm not a medical scientist but I believe someone when they're that weak in their body I think that they can just leave you know what I'm saying I think they can give up and just die and there are people in our nursing facilities that that's happening they don't they're not seeing anybody they're not seeing their family members that that uh, those moments of, of light in their lives are, are gone because people are shut out. And we've gotten to a point now where we're getting to do some visits, but for a long time, it was just prison, man. They are shut up in these four walls and they, nobody's going in there from their family. And thank, thank God for nurses and CNAs and aides and people that are going in there and ministering. But man, this year has been a year to give up. And I'm sick of it, man. Don't don't come at me with that. Don't come to me talking about, well, this year's just been really horrible. And I'm like, man, is Jesus still your savior? Because you know what? You can burn up a tractor trailer, but if He's got your soul, man, and you're still good at the end of the day, Amen. come on. And 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 I'm sick of it, man. And so I want to challenge you. If you know somebody or if you yourself are treading that water, man, that chaos, it's time to grab onto something that can pull you back onto a solid foundation. And that's Jesus. I want to give two stories. They're both about my man, Peter. Y'all know Peter's my favorite apostle. He's the only one that cut somebody's ear off. Listen, Peter was the realest, in my opinion, Peter was the realest disciple. Peter had failure. He reminds me of myself. When I read about Peter, I see JB. Because Peter had a temper problem. And sometimes when they don't get my chicken nugget order right, I get upset. And my, my, I don't cut no ear off. But I will, y'all ever see, it's, it's the saddest thing when you go to McDonald's and you see all these people standing there in the lobby and they got their little receipt. And you just, you don't know what's wrong, but you know something's wrong, you know. And you just want to be over there and like, hey, can I, can I minister to you? You know, because they just stand in there with their little receipt. Like, I wanted pickles. I wanted more pickles, you know. And so, listen, so I, so I see a lot of myself in Peter because Peter had a temper problem. Peter misspoke. Peter was a chicken. A lot of times he was a coward. And I see myself in Peter. And the first first example I want to get comes from Matthew 14. And we all know this story. And so I'm just going to kind of go over it really quickly. But the, the disciples are in a boat. And they're going across uh, the Sea of Galilee and they see something approaching over the water. Now, re- remember, uh, they, they come from a society that is very superstitious. Okay, and especially Mesopotamian, ancient society, man, they believe and I love what our missionary guest this morning talked about. She talked about the reality of how people in other places, they believe in these demonic spirits, but they don't have the authority over them because Christ is who gives us the authority. Come on. And so when you face a demonic spirit in your life, it could be addiction, it could be anger, it could be lust, it could be uh, fear. You get to have authority over that situation when you grab on to Jesus. And so... They, they came from a very superstitious background. They came from a superstitious society. You notice in the New Testament, when we read about Jesus, we read a lot of stories about demons. And I always wondered, what's the deal? What's with all the demons over there? And, and that's what it is. There's sorcery, there's witchcraft, there's paganism, that kind of stuff. And we still have it today, but in the United States of America, we've gotten so far away from the supernatural that we can't see when somebody's addicted to methamphetamine and they're shrinking down to a skeleton that they've got a demonic oppression happening. Come on, Christians. Call it like it is. I'm sick of it. Call it like it is. Stand on some authority. You know what, the lady with the issue of blood, when she crawled up behind Jesus and she grabbed the hem of his, you know what she really grabbed? She grabbed this tassel and that was authority. She grabbed onto the authority of Christ. And that's what we've got to do. And that's a whole nother teaching and sermon that I'm not going to go into. But listen, so when they saw this shadow coming, it was, it was early or it was late. Um, that It was foggy. You all know how it gets out there on the lake. And so I remember I was duck hunting the other day, and I was in my little boat. You know what I call my boat? I call it the USS Frank Barone. Y'all watch Everybody Loves Raymond? Nobody? Okay. Some I know at least one man in here gets that joke. All right, so me and the USS Frank Barone, he's a 10-foot boat, and I'm a big boy, so we just pray, you know, when me and him creeping through the water. And I try to really be careful about Cypress knees because I will need a rescue if I hit one of them dudes. I got stuck on one one time, and I thought, this is it, boys my kid's going to be orphans cuz their daddy going to drown cuz of cypress knee. And uh and I I the other morning I was creeping through the water and I saw a duck, man. I was ready. I was going to pop him good, Roy. And uh and I got ready and I brother Downton, it's embarrassing. And I drew a bead on that duck and I was coming up on him, dude. And I said, "Man, he's sitting real still. He must be he must be full cuz it's Thanksgiving." And I got re- and I was about to blow him away and I realized he was a stump. So <laughs> It was the duckiest looking stump I ever did see, man. And sometimes when you get in them situations, you can't see good. And so they saw this figure walking, they saw this shadow, and they said it's a ghost because remember they come from that background, and it kind of scared them. They said, it's a ghost, dude, and and they believed that in the water man that spirits could dwell in the water that people who died in that water and there's and that's that's still a maritime thing people believe that the dead of the sea are still there they belong there and so this is a freaky moment for them and so we all know what happens they realize this is jesus and and peter says lord if it's you then 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 call to me to come and jesus says come and peter starts to but what happens church he starts focusing on the chaos how many of us are messing with that chaos and when you begin to mess with chaos guess what happens y'all remember silly putty we could only have silly putty in the tiled uh, portions of the home uh, if it was carpet the silly putty was not does not compute okay and there is still a spot in Nancy Roberts home it's probably under a piece of furniture that weighs 400 pounds but there is some silly putty in the carpet and i can remember precisely the day i'm not going to say who did it but it was my brother but anyway, it got in the carpet, and it is still, y'all, this is 20 years later. It's still, for what I know, it still is probably there. It's sticky, and it will get on you. If you got kids, man, they got this stuff called kinetic sand now. It's up the devil. All right? You won't play with kinetic sand, you go outside. Okay? Get the, get the yard dirty. Listen, when you mess with that kind of stuff, it will get on you. When you mess with chaos, Thomas, it will get on you. And if you know somebody that is wrapped up in chaos, here's what I want you to do. I want you to love that person and I want you to love them like Jesus. I want you to minister to them. I want you to pray for them, intercede for them, pray in the Holy Spirit. But don't you let that chaos get on you because you get on you, it gets on you, it gets on your shoes, you take it in the house, and now it gets on your family. Don't you let someone else's chaos get all over you. And if you are living in chaos, you better grab onto something that is solid. And we know that Christ is our solid rock. Come on. And so, listen. So, so Peter, he focuses for just a second. That's all it takes. He focuses on the chaos. How many marriages do you know that got in big trouble because somebody looked at some chaos on Instagram? Come on. Come on. Let's be real. Listen, he focused on the chaos for just a second. And it was enough to cause him to falter, and he fell. We can't do that. Listen, Christians, we talked about this year. There are so many people that are calling it quits this year. They're they're leaving their marriages. They're leaving their homes. Y'all, divorces have gone up this year, too. Did you know that? People are stuck in, they're stuck together with their spouse, which is exactly what's supposed to happen. That's why they said, Be my spouse. Because I want to be with you. Okay? Listen, and there's people that are in marriages that are phoning it in. And they're not leaning on Christ together. Because, husbands, let me tell you something. If you're not leaning on Jesus, then you're not going to give your wife something to hold on to. And wives, if you're not leaning on Jesus, then you're not going to give your husband something to hold on to in you. And eventually... The house is going to fall. And in the rubble, guess who's left? Your kids. Let's bring up kids in chaos. Come on. I'm talking about, as Christians, this is, what this is what I'm talking about tonight. As Christians, we can't afford to get in this chaos. And there's so many people around us that are infected with chaos and we know the way out y'all can I just be real when was the last time that you saw somebody that was messed up that was tore up that was facing all kinds of chaos in their life in their in their job in their marriage with their children somebody that was ate up with chaos when was the last time Christian that you said to them I know the solution and his name is Jesus When was the last time? Come on, I'm challenging you. Think about it. For some of us, it may have been recent. For some of us, it may not have been a recent thing. For some of us, we may not have ever done that. Come on. Listen, if we believe in Jesus in the year 2020, when a lot of hell is breaking loose all around us, If we believe in Christ, if we believe that he is a solid rock upon which we stand, then we better start telling somebody about him. Then we better start living like we're redeemed. Come on. Listen, you can post about it on Facebook all you want. But we got to live it. We got to live it, man. And so here's the second thing. And I'm going to be, I want to be brief tonight because I've just got this, these two points to make about Peter and the different things that happens. The first time Peter focuses on the chaos. Watch this. The first time, this is so good. The first time Peter focuses on the chaos and he stands on the water and it's real, you know, water shoes. Come on. And he looks over at the chaos and goes down. The second time that Peter's in a boat, did y'all know that happened again, that Peter saw Jesus while he was in a the boat? They were out fishing. This is after Jesus is crucified. They're out fishing. They're out trying to make a living. The Bible says that Peter done got hot and took his clothes off. Man, y'all ever been fishing on Lake early and roll up on an old boy, took a, he's, he's a hot. And you're thinking, oh, my. <laughs> and you just hit the trolling motor, and you just back away slowly because you don't know what's around the next bend. And so, whoo. And they'll try to get you to come over. The back. Hey, y'all, come on. Oh, they biting over here. And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't want fish that bad. Paces sells chicken tenders, too, y'all. Listen. So the second time that Peter encounters Jesus while he's out in this boat, the Bible says that he, that he, he looks up and they see a man on the shore. They see a man on the shore and they say, is that Jesus? And everybody else is sitting there wondering, is that him? And Peter, who we know has gotten in so much trouble, we know he has struggled with failure. Remember that time he denied Christ three times? In the same night. Man. You know, and this morning I was so challenged by, by this message because I, I sat here and I was thinking, and, you know, usually when somebody else is preaching, y'all know, I probably get on y'all's nerves, but I'm up here hollering and stuff like, yeah, come on, let's go. And, um, but I was really paying attention because it struck me in the heart, man. I'm thinking if I want to talk about Jesus, All I have to do is talk about Jesus because I live in America and that's, that's a blessing that I've grown up in and I won't ever, ever take that for granted because there are people that can't do that. If they cry out to Jesus in a public setting, they're going away. And listen, we need to think about that. And so, you know, Peter, th- that's the same thing. That was the same process in his mind that he thought if, if, if he stood with Jesus while Jesus was being arrested, Jesus was getting ready to be crucified. If I stand with him, then I'm going down too. And so he had that failure. He lied and he faced defeat. That's Peter. That's all of us. And so Peter, who has had the most mess-ups out of everybody except Judas. Like, come on, Judas. Peter has had the most mess-ups. He's the one. Everybody else is sitting there thinking, is that Jesus? And Peter says, it's him. And what does he do? Man, this is so good. Instead of waiting for Jesus to come to him, instead of waiting for the boat to make it to the shore. You know what Peter does? Y'all, he don't walk on the water. He jumps out of that boat, and he swims. It probably wasn't a pretty swim either. Man, you know, like at the Olympics, man, and people swim so fast. Man, you ever see the big fat dude jump in the water? And like sometimes, man, I'll be like at kid's camp, and I'll be ready, and I'll walk up to the thing. And at kid's camp, you have to take a swim test. Winnie knows about this. You got to take a swim test if you're going to swim in a certain part of the pool. And i walk up to the life court and I'll say, hello, young man. I've been swimming for a fortnight. And I suck in and I say, I'll swim right across for you, sir. And i jump in the water. And I feel like I look pretty cool, but it's probably like, y'all seen them big old walruses? You know, they can swim, but it ain't pretty. You know, it's like, anyway. And so I just imagine." Peter jumping in that water, man. Uh, It says, in in my Bible, it says he threw himself into the sea and swam, ugly swam, straight to the shore and embraced Jesus. And guess what? Everybody else was still in the boat and they had to wait. To the boat got all the way, and they had to get the boat up and fix the boat. Peter was already over there. The Bible says Jesus was cooking in breakfast. Peter and Jesus was eating. Listen, we're using the ocean. We're using this sea. We're using these waters as chaos. When you focus on Christ, not only can you walk through the chaos, but you can be completely surrounded by it and still come out dry on the other side. Not only can you stand strong in the midst of chaos, but it can completely surround you. That's why we sang that song, because it says, keep my eyes above the waves. And and Peter swam through that water, surrounded by the chaos that almost killed him earlier in the story. That Jesus had to rescue him from, had to grab him and pull him out of. Now because he's focusing on Christ, focusing on truth, he goes right through it, fights his way through it, and embraces hope and truth and peace. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of us here that have had to fight through chaos. A lot of us here are still fighting through chaos. Keep your eyes on Christ because Christ is a lot more powerful than your chaos. Let me say that one more time again because you didn't amen loud enough. Christ is bigger and stronger than your chaos. Come on. And I want you to remember that when you see somebody that's living in chaos, Before you open your mouth, y'all know your pastor don't like gossip. What do we call it? We call it pancakes. If you're watching online, just send me an email. I'll explain. Before you get ready to gossip about somebody, well, you know, they're having trouble. They're having problems. You know what? You're seeing their chaos, and you're judging them, and you're focusing on their chaos instead of Christ. I don't want to be found guilty of seeing someone that I know wrapped up in chaos and being so prideful that I couldn't go over there and tell them, hey, Christ is bigger than your chaos. I don't want to get caught doing that. How, how ashamed, how shameful would that be? And there are are times when you see somebody going through chaos and maybe you can't approach them. But you know what you can do? You can get on your knees and you can pray for that person. You can pray that the power of the Holy Spirit comes into their home and that they see that there is a way through the chaos, that there is a way out of the chaos. Come on, some of us have seen this year jack some people up mess some people up and a few weeks ago we had an election you may have heard about and there's people crying there's people rioting there's people getting ready to kill each other talking about we're going to have a civil war because they're placing their faith in a man, a party a system instead of a savior come on we're children of the one true king. I don't need a president to validate me. I don't need a post on social media. I don't need a person. I need passion for Jesus in my heart. And hey, Christians, I want to challenge you tonight that a couple of things. Number one, if you are going through chaos, I want to pray with you. Talk to me. Send me a message, send me a text, give me a phone call. I want to pray with you because we know that we know the way through chaos. And we don't ever need to just sit here and wait. Well, you know, well the Lord will move when he gets ready to. Yeah, that's right. God's going to do things on God's timing. God's going to do things according to his plan, but we should never just sit down and say, well, I guess we're just going to lose today. No, no, man. We're not going to sit here and grieve. We're not going to sit here, like I love how Paul says, like those who have no hope. Because we have hope. We have joy. And this is the season that we remember that, that we remember our hope that we remember our reason for joy. And the second thing I want to challenge you on is if you know somebody that's going through chaos, before you open your mouth to judge that person, I don't care what they're doing. If they're addicted to drugs, if they've run out on their family, yeah, you know what, we might be upset about, about what they did. But before we judge them, before we try to step on their soul, Let's intercede for that person. Let's try to get them to the Christ that is better, that is bigger, that can get them through the chaos. Um, I was, there was a man at work, and he's, a, he's an active member of his church, and uh, he was upset about something. And he was just cussing, just a cussing. And I'm sitting there, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm many years younger than this man, and, and I didn't want to come across as disrespectful, but I kind of called him out. And I said, hey, man. I said, you were really upset. He was like, yeah, I'm mad. And I was like, okay, calm down. And uh, I said, man, I think you need to pray about it. And you know what happened? He stopped, and he just got real quiet. He kind of looked down, and he said, yeah, he said, you're right. Listen, chaos can surround us really quickly, and we want to react, and that's just kind of the way we're wired up is to react to those kind of things. But we don't need to do that because it gets on you. We talked about that. It gets on you. Listen, I want you to call out on Christ. When you're facing chaos, if you see somebody that's going through chaos, pray for them. Pray with them. I will always challenge you that if somebody calls you and says, just pray for me, do it right then. I love uh, Pastor Monica and Pastor Jason. Uh, they, I saw them. Uh, somebody said, y'all just need to pray for me. And, and they did it right then. I was like, come on, that's it. And so I was proud of them. But don't be afraid. To reach out for Christ. Come on. We, we want a real relationship with him. And that's the way that we walk through chaos. Will you stand with me? I want to pray all together before we dismiss. God, thank you for sending your son to die for me on a cross so that I could walk through chaos. And not be defeated so that I could walk through chaos and not be beaten and caused hopelessness and destroyed. God, thank you for that. And I just pray right now that you empower each and every person in this place. God, I pray that that you empower them through the Holy Spirit to walk through chaos, even as it surrounds them, God, even as it touches them, even as it infiltrates their home at some points, God. If If chaos finds their children, God, if chaos finds their grandchildren, their workplace, it can be all around us, God. And I just pray right now that you empower us to walk through it, God, with our eyes on Jesus with our eyes on hope, with our eyes on a victorious Redeemer who is so much bigger, so much more powerful than our chaos could ever be. God, give us that blessing. We believe in you, and we will always call on your name even when the chaos completely surrounds us. And in the name of Jesus, we all said together, come on, Amen. Thank you for being here this evening, hanging out with us. Uh, we love you. Um, we will be here this Wednesday night. We're, we're back to a normal uh, service schedule for the next few weeks. So